A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Oh, hey, I'm Cass and I'm Abby. Welcome to the Millennium Guide. We are your survival guide on how to be a millennial. You mean barely surviving, right? Yeah, hold on tight. It's going to be a wild ride. Let's do this, guys. How are you? I feel like not comfortable right now with this what intro. Do you mean you feel comfortable? It sounds oh. very like sexual, Abby. I'm just trying to shake things up. I'm Jesus. remarkably uncomfortable. Oh, thank <laughs> Who's you. That? Who's that? Oh my god, we have a guest. <laughs> it's a ghost. No, it's my walking migraine. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Meet my, oh, no, no. yeah, okay. Um, this is Brandon Willington, who <laughs> is also known as the reason why Cass has a headache and loses sleep or gets woken up at 5 a.m. every Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Okay, but pause. He also lives in Perth. Yeah. Yeah, so because 5 a.m. Okay, yeah, no, that's worse. Sorry, I made it worse. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, everyone, this is Brandon, a.k.a. my walking migraine, a.k.a. professional attention seeker, a.k.a. my client. Oh, hi, Brandon. What an introduction. That was really good. Anything you'd like to add to that? No, I think you got pretty much everything. You summed it up pretty well. Thank you. I feel (laughs) as though I am now his walking press release. (laughs) So, Uh, Brandon, what's happening in your life? Actually, don't answer that because there's too much. But you want me to start? It's not a suck. My mum Googles me every week, so I probably can't say too much. Please don't. You just send me the Facebook messages and that's enough. (laughs) Let's do a little um, synopsis of where this episode's going to go just to prepare the people mentally. So we're going to start, you know, on a bit of a low, bit of a sad story. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, and then we're going to go into Brandon's very extensive career that jumped from becoming a DJ to now being a sellout marketing expert. Is this correct? That was going to be my little cherry on top of the cake at the end of this episode, which was going to be how Brandon somehow managed to join a cult unknowingly. That sucks. (laughs) <laughs> I still don't understand how one accidentally joins a cult. Okay, but uh, let's just leave um, the people hanging yeah. and make like them listen. One direction I understand. That's yeah. a cult. That's a cult. It's a cult. Is it? It's a fandom. It's a cult. Oh, fuck it. It's like when you said Instagram. Well, I like started a cult of emos and then I accidentally joined a cult. So I think it's just no, like wait, karma. you started the cult? No, no, no. I started like a, I ran a like emo event. It basically turned into like a cult of emos in Perth. And then I accidentally joined a cult. So I think it was just karma. Yeah, 
that's karma. Mm. <laughs> that's exactly how karma works. Lots of those. <laughs> okay, well, let's start with the not so happy story. Yeah, but I think it's a really important. <laughs> I think it's a really important story, especially for millennials, the people listening to this podcast, to realize that they're not alone and they're not the only ones that potentially feel this way. And there is as corny as it sounds, light at the end of the tunnel because, Mm. Brandon, you've gone from a really dark place to somewhere phenomenal and you've really found your purpose in life um, Mm. and everything like that. So I think it's a really important story to tell Mm. and I don't want to put any more words in your mouth. So (laughs) I think it's good to talk about because I did a a podcast like somewhere near the start of this year and they did ask me about mental health and stuff like that. But everything leading up to that point was like really happy and cheerful and then there's like a bit in the interview where you can see me thinking and I can remember I was thinking like, how fucking dark do you want this to get? And I was like, oh, no, no, that's it. Um, but so basically like high school, I was just like, I wasn't like, I didn't think I was being bullied at the time, but in retrospect, I kind of was. But I always have like a self-depreciating sense of humor. So I'd like, you try and like say something mean to me. Shake probably, it off a bit. I've already like beaten you to the punch. So I was like, well, um, yeah. But then so like out of high school, I started DJing and then like got really heavily involved like the nightlife industry and like, the nightlife industry isn't like the fucking healthiest pond to be like swimming in all the time. Like mm. drinking, like I was drink, well, drinking like five nights a week, like a lot. Yeah. And then like, you know, that's just out. part of that culture, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then like, you're not hanging out with the, like the most positive, positively influential people. And then like mm. all your relationships are fucking up because there's just, like girls and shit everywhere. Um, and then, yeah, so I was, like, I was pretty sad from, like, 19 to, like, I think, like, probably, like, a year ago, year and a half ago, I was pretty, like, just dismal literally all the time. And then it became, like, it's kind of fucked up, but it was just, like, it just became part of my personal brand that, like, Brandon's not going to talk to you unless he's drunk kind of thing. And then, like, it became, like, an ongoing joke, like, joke at Arcade where it's just, like, people would, like, ask me if I was okay. And I'm, like, no, I'm fine. I just haven't had my drink yet kind of thing. And mm. then... um. So I had like, yeah, and then so that was just because I was like DJing all the time, like doing promotions and yada, yada, yada. And then so I retired from DJing, what was it, like three weeks ago, something like that. And then in the post, I didn't really explain it, but like from like age 20 to like 22, I like my plan with my career was like I was either going to die doing this or I was going to kill myself at 27. Mm. And at the time, it seemed like really like logical. Like saying it now, it's like, that's fucking dumb. Like, why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense at all. But at the time, it was just like, it made like perfect sense to me because I was like, I don't see a future for myself like DJing past 27. It's just like, yeah. I've no like transferable skills to like any other industry. Like my resume is like blank. All I've done is like pick songs and get have and get laid for like the last four years. It's like, like what's on my resume? So I'm like, all right, well, no one's going to hire me. So if I just stop DJing, you've got literally nothing. So I was like, okay, well, like, the logical step is just like call it. And then, um, wow. and then it seemed like I people like, You're just talking about that like it's such a normal thought process. Yeah. I think it, once you're in that stage, it just mm. kind of becomes a normal for you, right? Yeah. It was like, and I would like talk to people about it, but like not sad about it. So like I told my like girlfriend at the time, she was like, oh, what do you want to do with DJing? I was like, oh, well, like I'll just do it till I'm 27. I'll kill myself. Like, that was literally, like, how I worded it and, like, said it. Okay, out. wait, why? Why 27? I, I was, like, I just thought I was a fucking rock star and I wanted to join the 27 club. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot that this. was a thing. We were talking about this a week yeah, ago, about a week ago, yeah. Mm. 
And um, yeah, it was just like, I was like, am I even going to like, the, the more likely one was like, you're probably going to die doing this. I was like, I was getting yeah. so fucked up. Like, I don't know how to tell you, Cass, but like, <laughs> you get all the messages and shit that I do. But I was like, you're probably going to die doing this in a fucking car crash or something like that. Mm. Or it's like, you're going to get to 27, you got no transferable skills and you're not going to enjoy it anymore. So you can just like off yourself kind of thing. And so that was like my literal output, like outlook on it. So my question is, why, when you were going through this phase, didn't you ever think about getting help? Was it just like at the end of the day, you were just like, you know, this is it? It seemed like rational to me. That was the the main problem. Like it didn't seem irrational. It was just like if this, then that kind Mm. of thing. And then I actually ended up did like seeing a doctor and stuff like that at the start of this year, just because it kind of like flared up a bit more. I'm like, all right, fuck, it's been like three, four years now. I should probably like do something about this. Yeah. And then so I like went to a doctor and like got prescriptions like antidepressants and stuff like that. And then like it kind of helped, it kind of didn't help. But like the thing with that is it's, it's like a temporary fix. And the way I kind of explained it to people with like antidepressants was like, I mean, like this is going to be different for everyone, so I can't make like a blanket statement. But it's just like you can still think sad, you can't feel sad. Wow. So all, yeah. the, all the thoughts are still there. It's just like the emotions kind of numbed out a bit. And that's a really cliche way yeah. of like wording it. But it's like you can still think sad things, you just can't feel sad things. And then I was just like, all right, well, this doesn't really make sense. So we'll try and fix this like another way. So I stopped taking them after like a week or two. Mm. Um, so then what did you do after that? Did you end up going back into old habits or? Well, the thing was like, so <laughs> like I still get fucked up all the time now, but now it's different. So it's like, it used to be, it used to be I'd just get fucked up because like I'm sad and I've got nothing else to do. And it was just like a self-medicating thing. But now it's like, now it's actually feels like a reward. Now it's like you do, you have this purpose during the week and now it's the weekend. And now you actually like earned this going out thing. And so now the, it's kind of just flipped on, it's flipped on itself. It's like before it, before it was like punishing myself. Now it's rewarding myself. So is the key thing here that before you felt like you didn't have purpose, but now mm. things have changed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say it's that. There's a number of different like factors to it and things like that. It's like purpose was like a big one. Exercising was like a big one as well. Um, yeah. And just like focusing on like what inputs and stuff you have. Like so like the most common question I got asked, when if I do, you know, that little like ask me something question on yeah. Instagram thing? Like, yeah. The most common one I get asked is like, how are you still alive kind of thing? And the way I always explain it is, is like, it's just good habits to balance out your bad habits. Like I still go so to the how- gym and like exercise and eat well. It's just Friday to Saturday, I'll just write myself off. But that's okay because I balance it out the other five days. Yeah. So earlier when you said that was part of almost your personal brand mm. to go out and get fucked up and guys and girls knew you as that kind of like sad, mm. not necessarily sad, but you know I'm trying to yeah, say yeah. that was part of personal brand yeah how do you then flip that to make people realize that that's not you anymore and that's not part of your personal brand it's just part of your journey if that makes sense well it's it kind of it's a tricky one it kind of just happened organically for me so mm-hmm. like before it was like like what i was posting on facebook was just the thoughts popping in my head and like uh Cass and i went like friends about it. my facebook used to be fucking dark hey and like it was all passed off as like a joke but every now and then someone would inbox me like hey man like is this like a cry for help kind of thing? And I would say no, because I, I would actually, I'd, I'd encourage did people you know to. It, did you know it was a cry for help though? Oh, or yeah. Or did you know? Like, I, well, not at the time. Like when I would post it, like, oh, this is a funny joke. But then you kind of like, I read back in it now, like, oh shit, that is a fucking huge cry mm-hmm. for help. 
And like some of my friends would like see it and like ask me about it. And I was always say like, it's fine kind of thing. Cause I don't want to like talk yeah. about it. I don't like, I'm very introverted. I'm extroverted on the yeah. internet, introverted in my yeah. real life. Um, yeah, I get that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that was, it happened really like organically. So like all my posts now are like super positive. When you were kind of going through all of this, did you have specific friends or family that knew about it or were you dealing with all of this by yourself? Um, yeah. So like my girlfriend at the time, I told her the plan. And she was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck, why, why would you do that? And I, like, I would reply, like, it just makes sense. Like, why, what do you mean? And then um, I actually told my mum, which was the most fucked up thing, because like, I said it with like, the same tone. She was like, um, she was talking about how I need like a plan for like the future and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not even going to live past 27. Like, why are you worried about that? Mm-hmm. And she's my mum. She's like, you know, like much that like breaks my heart. And I like, didn't even think like twice about it. It was just like the whole it's, thought it's- process just seemed really rational to me and like logical. Yeah. And I mean, I guess everybody suffers this kind of thing differently, but it's just so interesting to me that you would come to such a point that you had thought in your mind, like this logical solution to the Mm. problem of, oh, this is this, this is that, this is when my career, you know, will expire if I haven't Mm. died from overdosing from drugs and alcohol and that Mm. kind of thing previously. Mm. So the next logical step for me would just to be tap out and to most people who haven't had those kind of thoughts, you think that's fucking crazy. What the fuck? Mm. Yeah. But lots of people have had those thoughts. Like, no, that's that's it. Mm. That's the way your brain rewires to mm. think. Well, I don't see anything past that date. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the end. Okay, but I have a question. Mm. Do you think that you also like subconsciously though? Right? Did you also pick? your mid late 20s as a way because you also knew once you get to the end of your 20s responsibilities start to kick Mm -hmm. in like you get married you have kids but you've also hit your peak in your career yeah it was kind of like that like the other thing was like one of the like earliest like words of wisdom i got from like a mentor in djing was he said the thing with djing is the um you never stop djing the phone just stops ringing and that scared the shit out of me because what it was suggesting was like you never actually stop DJing, people just stop booking you and you just fizzle out and become irrelevant. And that mm. like scared the shit out of me because I'm really attention-seeking. And so I was like, I just wanted to be the one in control of when this thing finishes rather than mm. someone like just like, oh, Wilco's finished now, like let's not book him anymore. Like I wanted to be the one that made that call, not other people. So you yeah. feel as though death was that call? It was like that and like... Yeah, and it was like that and I didn't see anything, like any other purpose for myself besides like picking the next fucking song. Okay, so let's maybe start looking at the light at the end of the tunnel then. Mm. When did things start changing for you? So it was a pretty like slow process, but when I started getting interested in like marketing and like I fucking hate the word entrepreneurship. Um, Mm -hmm. The reason I hate the word entrepreneurship is I've got friends on like Facebook that have like entrepreneur as their like Facebook like job description. Like you're not an entrepreneur, you just sell ecstasy in nightclubs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They need to cover it up, Brandon. (laughs) Jesus, you out of all people should know this. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, yeah, so I started getting like business and stuff like that, and then like that just like interested me. And like I I went to uni, but it was just because it's like the like you like my like mum's Asian so I was like you gotta play piano and you gotta go to university right yeah and then like dropped out of uni to just like focus on the DJing thing which unfortunately was like working out and stuff like that and then like under marketing digital marketing and like I'm really attention seeking so it kind of made sense to me that I'll get into marketing and then 
um, yeah, just like finding this purpose of like starting a business from scratch, which was essentially what I did with like mm-hmm. DJing. This was like, I didn't have any connections. I wasn't even a good DJ to start with. I was fucking barely even a good one when I was like successful. And then mm-hmm. trying to like build something out of nothing mm-hmm. rather than just like, you know, getting a job and just doing someone else's thing for them. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Yeah. 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 And it forces you to find that purpose to light that fire in your belly to, you know, essentially at the end of the day, give you something to live for. Let's be honest. Yeah. That was, that was essentially what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about this marketing thing that's all of a sudden changed your life and you're now looking at living. The thing that saves my life is the Facebook pixel. If I was to think about it though, my business saved me and gave yeah. me purpose. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, everybody has their thing. Some people it's McDonald's opening up on the corner of their street or mm. their favourite brand releasing something new or a movie of a franchise. I mean, franchise is about to release a new movie. Mm. For me, and I guess you, Brandon, it's mm. the fact that our businesses yeah. and our topic is marketing yeah. has technically saved us, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And for you, yours started off, you know, you had this plan and your plans changed because something gave you that purpose. Mm, yeah, that was pretty mm. much it. It was like, yeah, I don't see anything past 27, so I'll probably just call it there. And then I was like, oh, wait, I might be able to, like, do this thing. Like, maybe we'll, like, push it to 35. And I was like, oh, fuck it, we'll just, like, ride this thing out. So <laughs> tell us a little bit, how did marketing come into your life? Oh, I was on tour and I was in L.A. and I was at um, one of my mates Zachy's house and we were, like, working on this chat together and we were, like, sharing – these courses that we like illegally downloaded off some forums on the internet. And yeah, then... just tell everybody that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like gave me, he gave me, what's it called? Ty Lopez's social media marketing agency. Oh, what God, you went with that. And then, and then I had like a 37 hour trip to like get from my hotel to get back to my apartment in Perth. So I'm like, all right, you got some time to kill. So I started like <laughs> watching this whole thing and then, I was just like, just found it really interesting. That was what kind of like sparked the interest. And then I just did more research and did, you know, better courses and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, just like got obsessed with this whole thing. And mm. then just like. So a, how long ago was that? Uh, like two years ago. I actually got all the memories popping up on my Facebook on my phone this morning. Yeah. So, okay. So it popped up into your life. So you started up a business. Mm. So did you start that when you got back to Perth, like literally jumped off the plane, were like, fuck it, let's do it? Yeah, like I got back into the office at Arcade Nightclub like a couple days after and I like told the manager, I'm like, so I like learned this thing and we're going to do this and this and this and this. And he was like, yeah, I just go do it and you just do what you want. And like your promotions manager, I'll just do it. And then I was like playing with all this stuff and then um, started like freelancing and doing like stuff like barbers and things like that and then like I had no fucking clue what I was doing like I knew what I was doing the marketing but like the business side of things I'm like well and then um 
just started from scratch and just try to build it as you're going along. Yeah, you literally built it from the ground up. Mm. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, well, it was the same with like DJing. It was like you got to start from yeah. literally ground zero. Yeah. So I know the answer to this, but Abby yeah, probably doesn't. Did you, when you started your business, was it just you or did you have other people involved with you? Well, originally it was like just me. And then, um, I partnered up with Michael Bell and Tim and Dan, which we always used to like work in the same nightclubs. Like Tim oh, and yes, Dan used Michael. to shoot me when I was DJing and Bell used to just be me, but he was like two years older than me. But yeah, <laughs> like we all like just like working the same nightclubs together and we all had like different skill sets. So like, okay, like between the four of us, it's like a full marketing agency. We don't need to outsource anything. Um, and then, yeah, so we did that. And then like the boys, Tim and Dan moved to New Zealand and then like I exited that business to kind of focus on my own thing. And then like now I'm just doing the Brandon Willington thing. Mm. So tell us about Brandon Willington. Yeah, okay, you want Where to is Brandon right now? Uh, my office at home. Don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> so like I actually started it like probably, I don't know, like 15 months ago or something like that. I was just trying to do like freelancing and then when we did the hybrid mindsets, which means the three other guys and then I just focused on the company and then now it's just like focusing on myself. So I'm doing basically like done with you solutions for um, like businesses because I was doing the whole done for you thing before, which is like you get their like editor permissions on their Facebook page and they add you to that account and you just do everything behind the scenes. And then what I realized was like the issue with that is like scaling it. And the real value that I have to offer isn't me just logging on and typing stuff for you. The value I have to offer is like, you got a problem and I know the solution. I can tell you how to implement the solution. It's just, you just need to give me an hour or two hours of your time a week. And so it's kind mm-hmm. of like, like the analogy I use when I'm trying to like pitch to people is like personal training. So like you get a personal trainer, but the personal trainer doesn't pick the weights up for you. They tell you what to do. They check your form and they spot you and things like that. Yeah. And then that's what really gets you the results in the end. Um, so that's kind of like the same thing. It's just like, we work for your like one, we identify a problem. Two, we work through the solution together because that's the real value mm-hmm. I have to offer is the the outcome and the results, not me just doing stuff for you. Yeah, and then they can apply it. Yeah. Okay, so you're now you've gone from no purpose to purpose. Mm. You're are you now in a position where you would say your mental health is a little bit better? Oh yeah. And- yeah, definitely. So, what type, kind of tips would you give to somebody or a kid who? feels as though they're in the same boat as you, feel as though they have no purpose, they Mm. have this plan, like they Mm. are planning on removing Mm. themselves from this world and they feel as though no one around them really cares about them. What would you say from your experience Mm. to this kid or listener who is going through this to help them? Yeah. I also want to add, though, if they are feeling like that at school because you said earlier that Mm. that's something that you pushed on in that you had the personality type that kind of just took that kind of thing in and then reverted it to a joke on yourself Mm. and then that's how that kind of happened like Mm. can you intervene that kind of thing like say there's a 16 year old kid listening or a 15 year old kid or Mm. you know 25 year old kid like Mm. what would you what would your advice be to the to anybody feeling the way you felt well what i would well the, the main issue i was facing was just like purpose like i had i was just like floating around i had like nothing really like that i was passionate about so really what you had to focus on first is like one what are you interested in two what do you want and the thing is you can have whatever you want like everything that's existed in this world like existed twice once in someone's imagination two when they actually made it 
And so you can apply the same thing to your life. You just have to figure out what you want. And so figuring out what you want is basically like, all right, well, first just start with what you're interested in. And some people go like, oh, I'm not interested in anything. It's like, no, you're fucking interested in something. We know that. So, so one, you can look at like, all right, look at like your YouTube history. Like, what do you watch on YouTube? Like, go through that. What books do you read? Like, what TV shows do you read? Go through like your bank statements and like see what you spend money on because you spend money on stuff that you're interested in. So I spend a lot of money on like, like marketing resources and stuff like that. And then like, what's your favorite movie? And then look at your favorite movie. And this is important. So think of what your favorite movie is now. And then pause it because this next bit's going to ruin it. Think of what your favorite movie is and then just pause this and then get it in your head. And then think of what the main character is because the main, the reason that's your favorite movie is because you see yourself as the main character. Oh. Oh. I like that, Brandon. What the fuck? No, you won't like this next bit. My favorite movie is Scarface. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, the, the, way, the, way, the way I interpret it is that Scarface is essentially just the story of entrepreneurship, except it's with cocaine. Hardcore. So <laughs> hey, it's, it's just like. You're talking about Italian mafia. He's not Italian. He's, what is he, Cuban? He's Cuban. So he, right. he, came, he came to, what was it, Florida, Florida Beach on like, as like an immigrant. So he started from like nothing. And then he started like low level, like what is he you think he killed someone or something like that? And then, and then he builds up this whole like fucking drug cartel empire. His only problem is he got high on his own supply and then he got assassinated. But like he built like something out of nothing. I'm just hoping it doesn't end the same way for me. Yeah, please don't. Because <laughs> it still has an end. Okay. That'd be a fun prep list for you. So you. So you find your favorite movie. Yep. You. Think about the main character because you see yourself or you aspire to see yourself or you relate somehow to this main character. Yours is scarred face for whatever reason. <laughs> What's the next step then once you've ruined your life dreams or like your favourite <laughs> childhood? Well, you just um, have to find what you're passionate about and then find a way. It's like Maybe it's just like a hobby. Maybe it's something you can turn into a business. Right, so that's what I'm saying. If you are like, yeah, my favourite movie is Scarface, mm. I identify with the lead character of Scarface. Like, I'm not going to go and, like, find some Cuban or... Well, you can't take it on, like, a literal form. That's, a, that's I think, right. the thing you're doing. Okay, I'm just making sure because, you know, yeah. my heels are dumb. You, you, ha- you had to look at it from, like, what their actual journey is. So, like, for example, like, the journey of Tony Montana is he started from nothing and then he built, like, an empire out of nothing, which is what yeah. really, like, interests me. All right, so that's your advice. That's mm. a nice little homework activity. Everybody, go do it and report back yeah. to us how it goes. Because <laughs> I'm curious. No, I'm curious. I'm going to go ask all my friends this. What's your mm. favorite movie? Why do you like it? And why isn't your life like that? Yeah. Or how is it like that? Or how is it? Yeah, relate it. Mm. Because you are right. It's also like music. If you think about it, it is. You like the kind of music because it expresses a kind of emotion, how you're feeling, or mm. the words relate to your life then and there. Yeah, that's why I have emo kids in high school. Okay, are you? Yep. Yep. That was never the same anyway. with my chemical romance. I want to hear about the cult. I want to hear about the cult. Tell me about You have yeah. to do it in five minutes, though. That's we've, your no, we've left time for the cult. Let me tell okay, you. I'll, 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 I won't make it too long. So basically... One of my friends was like, you got to come to this thing. It's like a free seminar, yada, yada, yada. The way he kind of explained it to me was oh, that. I've done that before. Yeah. No, no. My question is, is it the entourage? No, no, no it wasn't the entourage. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, and then the way he explained it to me was like, it's like a course. And I was like, okay. And this is the time where I was just trying to like learn everything. So I'm like, I'll do a course. And then. Yeah, um, 
And then, like, I knew it was a seminar. Like, I've been to seminars before. I know they're going to try and sell me something at the end. I'm like, all right, whatever. Mm. And he goes, eh, it's like, it's fine. They're going to, like, pitch you something at the end. If you want to leave, you can just leave. I'm like, all right, cool. So I went to this thing and then, like, doing, like, a nice white collar shirt, like, greeted me as I walked in. And there was, like, a couple other people that I actually knew, like, three or four other people that I actually knew at this thing. And then I, like, went to the seminar thing and, like, explained it all. And then they get to the pitch and it was, like, a fucking hard sell, hey. And I was just like, I'm pretty sure they closed. They would have closed like 100% of the room. And then what they do is they, they so you're there with the person that brought you and they, they go, okay, now turn to the person next to He's going to tell you why he or she thinks you should do this thing. And then I was like, like, you know, like I work in sales. So I know all the stuff they're doing, but I'm like, this is fucking good. I'm going to get it. And it was like 700 bucks. And then um, I like went up to go like sign this thing and pay. And then I thought I was like about to sign the last line. Okay, I was probably like, think about it. This is pretty rash, like quick. And then I like walked away for a moment to think about it. He goes, oh, like, why aren't you doing it? I'm like, oh, it's like 700 bucks, man. He goes, oh, dude, um, I'll, I'll just like cover it for you. And then you can just pay me later. Like, All right, whatever. So I just did it. And then the next morning I woke up. I'm like, huh, the whole thing was pretty culty. And then I like, um, I wait, uh, should I? Should okay, I- so wait, wait, wait. Is this like a business entrepreneurial cult? No, no, no. It's like a self-development thing. And then I like I Googled the the. Is it Gary V? No, it's not. <laughs> Should I say what it is? Oh, fuck it. I'm not friends with them anymore anyway. Um, it's, uh, what's it called? Shit. Landmark Forum. And then, oh, my God. Steph was trying to get me to sign up to this thing. Yeah. And then so I went to this thing. And then I, like, Googled it. And I Googled, like, uh, Landmark Forum reviews. And I was, like, all these comments saying, dude, it's a cult run. It's a cult run. Like, I've had people, like, chewed up and, like, spit out bankrupt by this thing. And I was reading articles and it goes for like three days. It goes from like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and there's like one more on the Monday. They go from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. And there's like one 30-minute break. And, yeah. then I, and then I told one of my like friends about it. I go, I'm doing this thing. And then he goes, oh, I can tell you about that. And he goes, um, he goes, my friend's fiance did it, went away for the weekend, came back, canceled the wedding and left him. <gasps> and then I told like another one of my friends. And he goes, I'm pretty sure that's the thing my sister did. And he goes, my sister's a clinically diagnosed sociopath. So what they did to her was they formed a circle around her that has hurled the most savage insults at her until she just <laughs> broke down in tears and they just like rebuilt her as like one of their own. Wow. Sounds like some Tony Robbins kind of bullshit. It is. And then um, I was like thinking about it. I'm like, all right, well, now I know what it is. Maybe it won't work on me. Then I'm like, oh, they got me. The oh, first. you fucking like, did got- it anyway. I was like, they got me anyway. And then um, so it was like the night before I was meant to go to this thing. And then um, I I was like, oh, are you going to go to this thing or not? Are you going to go to this thing or not? And then I went to bed really late and I slept in. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to say it. And then I was meant to be there at 8 a.m. And then at 8.15, I had like five missed calls. And then at like 9.30, I had like 17 missed calls. And what they do is they get people that they know know you to call you. They're like, hey, man, where are you waiting for your thing? Because then, then this is like social profiles. Like if your friend's doing it, then it's okay, right? And then yeah. I like, fight, they just kept ringing me. And they just keep getting your friends ringing. I'm like, shit, they're going to keep calling me. And so like I picked up and he's like, hey, man. And I was like, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to come to this thing. feels like a cult. I don't get any like financial gain out of this. I'm like, no, nah, man, I read some stuff online. I'm not going to go. It's been like five minutes trying to convince me. I'm, like, I'm not going to go to this thing. And then, um, and then I was like, oh, shit, they have my address. So then I FaceTime my friends. So I'm like, in case I get abducted, I want you to screen record this. And then, <laughs> and then, um, 
And then, and then what they do is they try and call you one more time from like the company number or whatever it is. And they try and they send you a letter that lets you transfer it to one of your like friends or family because you've still got the credits, like it's paid for. I feel like you accidentally joined and then by some miracle. Still went. No, I didn't actually go, potentially, to, I didn't go to it. Potentially because you're just not a morning person uh, yeah, and you slept yeah, was, through the alarm. Yeah, it was literally because I slept through <laughs> if I If I didn't sleep through, I probably would have gone. I was like, I got shit to do. I can't be fucked. See, not being a morning person saves lives. Yeah. I'm fully on board with you. Thank yeah. you. Pretty much. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.